this is Nikki on Getting Real, and I'm really excited to talk to a Wisconsin native. This is what's yeah. so cool about this. Don Brody, how are you doing? I am good, Nikki. How are you? I am great. First, before we get started talking about the movie Cruel Hearts, which is available in select theaters and video on demand on February 11th, let's talk about your ties to central Wisconsin. Yes, let's. The illustrious origin story. I was um, born in Stevens Point. I grew up in Wisconsin Rapids. I graduated from Lincoln High School, Go Raiders, in 97. And both of my parents still live in Rapids. That is awesome. And it's such a small town thing because Rapids is the school that my kids are going to go to. And I actually knew people in your graduating class because I graduated from Port Edwards in 98. That's nuts. That's nuts. Like I said, we were probably hanging out in the country kitchen. Um, yes, we were guaranteed. Probably uh, running around the Rapids Mall, which I heard was not demolished. It's being there's no mall. No, Rapids it's being right? repurposed. It's being turned into the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club. So it's just being repurposed. That's really smart. That it sounds is. fantastic. You know, who doesn't miss the Payless and the Bath and Body Works, though? That's, that's, kind true. Of <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We miss all of the shopping in Rapids, trust me. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I remember. I remember vividly when the Bath and Body Works came to the uh, Rapids. Because uh. we were all like, oh, green apple body spray, <laughs> and we don't have to drive to Point, you know. Yep. I remember that, too. <laughs> we were probably there at the same time, too. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, right? And speaking of Point, like, that was, if I remember right, I'm going to out probably some people from my class, but, like, we used to get in my car. I had a 1981 Chevrolet Citation, and we would drive from Rapids to Point to go to the Mission Coffee House uh-huh. and listen to ska music. Yes. And um, on the way back, we would stop and lay in the middle of the road on Highway P because there would be like a car every three hours. <laughs> and we'd open up and we'd like open up the windows of my car and listen to Sarah McLaughlin and think about <laughs> when we'd move to Los Angeles. You know? yes. And you did eventually move to Los Angeles. So what drew you out there? The show business. So I um, went to uh, the University of Minnesota in the Twin Cities after uh, graduating and studied theater and history there and loved, loved, loved it. Loved the Twin Cities. And then made my living as a professional actor in the cities for about 15 years. I didn't have a day job, which was awesome. Um, So I did live theater and I did voiceover and I did corporate entertainment and I did um, museum theater and history tours. I mean, name it. And and I did what film and television there was in the Twin Cities. And there's always more than people think. Um, I did. I got a nice reel, you know, which is your, you know, resume as an actor. And um, so by the time I moved to Los Angeles, I had some nice professional credits and a good reel. And my husband is a filmmaker. And we were kind of like, well, I mean, I wasn't unhappy in the Twin Cities, but it was like, this is kind of the big show, right? This is the deep end of the pool. So let's jump in. Yeah. And you have, you've done a lot of different projects. Now, this one, Cruel Hearts, was actually done um, a couple of years ago. And it's just coming out available now, as we see with a lot of indie films. It takes a little yes. bit of time. Let's talk about how Cruel Hearts came to be and how you got to be involved with that project. Oh, okay, it is such a cool movie and such a great team. I'm really, really lucky because it was one of the first things I auditioned for after I had moved out here. When you are an unrepresented actor in Los Angeles, there's like a couple of different ways that you can audition for movies. And if you don't have an agent that's submitting you, then you're going online and you're self-submitting. And, and that means that independent filmmakers and sometimes big 
films too, but mostly they're smaller films, will put audition notices out and you're able to just kind of look through those and submit yourself, submit a headshot and a little note and your resume, your reel, whatever you have. And I, will, I would wake up in the morning. I didn't have a job. I was really kind of hitting the pavement and I would spend hours every morning just submitting myself for hundreds of auditions a day. <laughs> and Cruel Hearts was one of the first ones to bring me in for an audition. Uh, the director, writer, director, Paul Osborne had me in and I was, you know, on time and off book. <laughs> my motto, you know, and I got a chance to read with Patrick Day, who's the lead in the movie and an incredible actor. Mm -hmm. And he and I read the scene together. It felt good in the room. They called me back and I got cast. And I was in, I was elated, of course, didn't really realize at the time how lucky I was, not only because it was really early in you know, my time in the city to have booked a job, but just because this particular group of filmmakers is so good and so awesome. I play the role of Sal, the bartender, kind of a badass, which mm -hmm. works for me. And um, I have a lot of tattoos, you know, and I have uh, what they call in the business an edge. And um, so uh, I uh, shot the movie and in the movie is so fantastic. And one of the things that among the things that makes it great is Paul, Paul, the writer director creates these incredible characters and has a great eye for casting. And so you, when you're on set, are just surrounded by incredible professionals and a great script. And, yeah. yeah, and this is a very interesting script, the way that it's put together, because we're actually following three different storylines. So we go through and we right. see the story from the husband's point of view, and then we go see the story in the same timeline from the stranger's point of view, and then we go through it in the wife's point of view. And I think that's really cool because it gives you an opportunity to really see into those characters and to see what's going on in the background, which helps, yeah. obviously, you discover the story. I'm really trying hard to explain this story without yeah. messing it up. It <laughs> is. Giving it away. Oh, it's so hard. It is. It's so hard, right? Because because just like you said, it, it does um, show the movie from so many different perspectives. And so you, as a viewer, are unreliable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, as you're watching, you think you're making all of these conclusions and you're you're like, oh, I get it. I know who this person is. I know what's going on. And the rug is often pulled out from under you and in the most delightful way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I wish I could like figure out the way to say, okay, this is what happens in the movie, but I can't really do that. I know. And you can imagine how good of a writer you have to be to write that and yeah. then to keep all of those threads together that you can explain it to the cat, you know, to everybody. Then you, you're editing it together to maintain that elusive structure that you know yeah. is so compelling and you know one little slip and you're either going to give away your twist or you're going to mislead or yes. obscure it you know so it's exactly. a really delicate dance and I remember because the very this doesn't give anything away okay, <laughs> um, but the very first scene which is the, the you know which I'm in um starts off the intrigue which is this this guy who you know runs a bar Pat, Patrick Day um, is sitting there and a guy, handsome, younger guy, comes and sits next to him at the bar and says, I had sex with your wife. Oh, it's okay. Hi, baby. That's my child who's in the role of disruptor. I'm getting an Oscar at the moment. Uh, um, that, um, that, that you're just, as a viewer, you're immediately like, whoa. Right? Yeah. This is, you know, I had sex with your wife. And everyone goes, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
And right away, you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this guy looking for? Like, what is he after that he's going and telling this guy that? Knowing who he is. And he makes mention of that, too. I know who you are. And that leads to because the guy, which is kind of in the teaser, he's like a mob boss, like a low level mob boss. He's involved with the mob. So the guy goes in there and says, I'm sleeping with your wife. I know who you are. Um, How does he expect not to get murdered? Right. Right. (laughs) Right then. Right. Right. there. (laughs) And how much and 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 how you it's like the first thing you as a viewer are like, well, yeah. Is this going? This is obviously not a murder mystery because if this guy dies, we're going to know who did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's great because that you know you can you, your experience watching the movie and and it was a very similar experience reading the script. Oh, I'm sure. Which is, I think, always a good sign, you know. And and because reading the script, it was like you're you are literally flipping the pages. Like who? What? This is inc- like ah, oh, you know. Yeah, and every little part tells you a little bit more of the story like everything that happens in the movie that seems like maybe it's out of place gets put back in its place as you continue to watch the movie so it may seem out of place for you know the next 10 minutes but then you watch another part and then it it clicks (laughs) yes and that nothing nothing is uh frivolous like there's no there's no there's no fluff dialogue that is just to fill air it's everything has a purpose which is one of the things i love most about film in general whether it's television or or movies that you just know how deliberate everything is in on camera and that everything on that set and everything on the table and everything the actor is wearing is chosen and deliberate and thought through and that is especially the case in this movie absolutely and like i said it is so hard to explain but can you give us maybe the elevator pitch to the plot of the movie? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great film. Um, I think that you, you kind of had your arms around it with, um, it is a suspense tale told from three different perspectives um, that has um, intrigue, deception, and a big twist. All right. That sounds. Does that, how does that feel? That sounds perfect because <laughs> I did not know how I was going to say that without screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> and the butler did it. Yeah. Right. Oh wait, no, no, no! Erase that. Erase that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely one worth checking out, and it is available in select theaters. It's also available video on demand on February 11th. You got to check this movie out. It's one that's definitely going to keep you entertained. And it's not one that you can watch passively because if you miss anything, you're going to screw up the whole story. Yes, that is absolutely true. And also um, this team, uh, Paul Osborne and the the team behind it has uh, worked together before on a number of great movies. Like if you see this one and you really dig it, check out their previous movies. Favor in particular is a great one. And then um, he has a movie coming out. I'm also in his next feature film called Fluorescent Beef, which is also incredible. Has that kind of, you know, that tight writing great cast that just like indie magic i love it well thank you so much dawn it's been a pleasure talking with you you too hey give my regards oh yeah absolutely Wisconsin Rapids. blow a kiss at that beautiful river for me okay we'll do <laughs> okay to visit so much. anytime <laughs> we'll do we'll do catch wisconsin rapids native dawn brody in cruel hearts video on demand february 11th